the horror movie landscape was forever altered 50 years ago by the arrival of William Friedkin's The Exorcist. Half a century on, could a high concept addition to this film series have any chance of matching it? I'm Stephen Archibald and welcome to my movie podcast. Hello to you. You are most welcome to my podcast. They came from within. Cult movie reviews. If you go down to the woods today, The Exorcist, Believer, 2023. In recent years, David Gordon Green has energised the Halloween franchise by directing Halloween 2018. Halloween Kills and Halloween ends. Even so, it takes a brave person to want to direct such a trilogy for the Exorcist franchise. Let me say straight off, he hasn't entirely succeeded, but this film is better than some critics would have you believe. That said, it will not haunt you, pun unintended. This film starts in Haiti, in very tragic circumstances. A photographer named Victor and his pregnant wife, Soren, are on honeymoon. All is magical until a massive earthquake hits. Soren ends up losing her life, but her baby survives. Thirteen years later, we find Victor and his daughter Angela living in Georgia. Angela is close friends with a girl named Catherine. Unwisely, The two youngsters decide to venture deep into the woods in order to perform a seance, which they hope will enable Angela to communicate with her dead mother. The girl's parents report they're missing and they are found in a barn three days later with little recollection of what happened to them. But it's not long before the evil spirit lurking inside each girl, makes itself known. Poor Angela and Catherine are made to suffer the same harrowing experiences that little Regan had to in the 1973 movie. Angela is played by Lydia Duet and Catherine by Olivia O'Neill. Both actresses give decent enough performances but the bland staging makes their plight nowhere near as convincing or as gripping as Linda Blair's was in the brilliant original. At times, I thought I was watching Evil Dead Light, rather than a horror movie with serious theological themes, which isn't to say the film is entirely devoid of religious or ethical concerns. Some of the casting in this horror movie, in key roles, is rather atypical Leslie Odom Jr. plays Victor and young Catherine's parents, Miranda and Tony, are portrayed 
by Jennifer Nettles and Norbert Leo Butts. The thing is, all three come from musical backgrounds. Jennifer makes up half of a country music duo known as Sugarland, and both Odom and Butts are Tony Award-winning artists for performances they've given in popular musicals. All three are good here, Odom in particular. However, there's another character who will draw the most interest from viewers. The terrific Ellen Burstyn portrayed Regan's mother, Chris McNeil, in the first Exorcist film, and she received an Oscar nomination for her efforts. Her character returns in this one as a mother who's not only written a book about her daughter's traumatic experiences, but has also studied the exorcism rituals practiced around the world. A desperate victor contacts Chris and persuades her to help the girls out. It's said that Ellen wasn't initially keen on reprising her iconic role. She ended up doing so simply to donate her fee to her charity. Another nice touch was the filmmakers hiring Linda Blair as an on-set advisor to Lydia and Olivia, so as to help them cope with any psychological problems they might face dealing with such galling material. Sadly, the great director, William Friedkin, passed away on the 7th of August this year. It is said that he hated the idea of David Gordon Green making this film. In fact, Friedkin was a critic of the entire Exorcist franchise, barring his own movie, of course. Apart from tolerating the first half of Exorcist II The Heretic, William never watched any of the other titles in the series. This film is structured in such a way that it can be seen as a direct sequel to Friedkin's original or as simply a continuation of the spooky saga, seeing as it doesn't contradict anything that has gone before. The female demon in this movie is Lamashtu from Mesopotamian mythology. And her voice is one of the scariest things about this film. It was mostly supplied by the Welsh musician and voiceover artist, Helen Leahy. I suppose it helps that Helen is in the Guinness Book of Records for possessing the lowest vocal note by a female. And Dowd, who gave strong performances in such films as Hereditary and Mass, appears in this movie as Anne, a nurse and neighbour who aids Victor and Angela. And Anne provides the film with some of its most compelling and authentic scenes. Also, on the plus side, it's great that a cross-cultural group band together to perform the exorcism. And 
that the parents are faced with a major moral dilemma. The overall problem is the picture fails to generate much tension or suspense. Worse still, apart from in a few brief scenes, it's not particularly scary, seeing as its set pieces are over familiar. The music score, done by David Wingo and Amanda Bassi, is suitably unsettling. However, it's the resurfacing of Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells, which is most effective. The Exorcist Believer was filmed in Atlanta and Savannah in Georgia. And the opening scenes, set in Haiti, were actually filmed in the Dominican Republic. Shooting took place between November 2022 and March 2023. The movie was released in cinemas on the 6th of October this year and at the time of this recording it's made $135.9 million at the box office from a budget of $30 million. The Exorcist Deceiver is expected in April 2025. Here's hoping it learns from the mistakes of this film. I'm Stephen Archibald and thank you very much for listening to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews. All of my episodes are available from most podcast hosts and you can follow me if you like. Stay well, keep safe and goodbye for now.